0: Hey, what is up everybody and welcome to the Get Your Bell Wrong Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we are finally getting into breaking down some of the 2023 draft prospects. We're going to hit you with some quarterbacks. We're going to hit you with some wide receivers and the big boys that block for them. But first, Mr. Reynolds, how are you?
1: I feel like quite jovial now after the lead-in to the show, do you want to tell them, or do you want me to? Oh, no, no. It's all good, man. It's all good.
0: We have some good talks, uh, pre-show and post-show. It's a good thing they're not recorded.
1: Yeah, it is, because uh, I ju- I- I'll i just say, Taylor, what I said to you after you said it, I don't even know you anymore, and then we just cracked up laughing for about two minutes. Uh, it's fine.
0: It's fine. Uh, besides that, sir, things... Life treating you well?
1: Yeah, I'm still sick of the fact that we can't get a springtime here, but we're opening up the club next Saturday. And I looked at the extended forecast and it's calling for a uh, mixed precipitation next Saturday morning. A little bit of snow, a little bit of ice, a little bit of rain. What a surprise. It's only New April south, after all. But New other than that, south. hey, doing great. Doing great.
0: Awesome. Uh, me too. And I'll tell you why. So w- we do a lot of jibber jabbering on here and talking about stuff and you know posting stuff on social media and there are two gentlemen um i give first names one's name's al one's name's reggie and they have been really on lamar jackson's side of the of the lamar jackson saga and i was talking going back and forth to them on social media which can be very very dangerous but uh it did not go that route because those two guys they know what they're talking about they're mature and we went back and forth i gave you know my points on how i feel and why they gave theirs we didn't disagree and we walked away from it smiling and laughing and um respectfully and and that is exactly how those interactions should go unfortunately most of the time doing things that we do and, you know, talking sports like this, it doesn't end that way. They're, you know, name calling and just terrible, terrible things. And people say, you know, stuff they shouldn't say. This didn't happen. It was just three adults going back and forth, giving their sides. And you know what? Hey, guess what? I I will never agree with you. You'll never agree with me. And it's all good. High fives. And we walked away. That was something I appreciated because far too often it doesn't work out that way.
1: Uh, That is correct. And of course, myself, I can never walk out of an LJX conversation, giggling, laughing and happy because he's a a freaking idiot. I can be civil, though. Yes, civil civility is good. But what a freaking idiot.
0: I know. I know it's it's not going to go well for him. And and, it isn't
1: going well and it's going to continue and we talked well, this no. week we 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 probably talked 20 minutes on just about him we just kept rambling that every time he tweets something every time he opens his mouth he just sounds stupider and digs a deeper hole makes himself look like more of a fool more people abandon him it's getting to the point that i it maybe it's more than 50/50 that he's not even going to play this year cuz some moron will convince him that that's the right way to do it so then you're going to somehow be in the same position next year getting franchised again and now you're a year out of your athletic skill set. What 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 if what are you going to do by not playing for you that's going to convince another team? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, let's give up the two first and pay him 50 million guaranteed a year. Did you see his latest, latest demand today that, that that came out? What came out yesterday? It's not that he wants his whole contract guaranteed. He just wants more guaranteed than Deshaun Watson. Well, what's that? 250 million? So, what you're basically saying now is you want a four hundred million dollar contract, but it's all it doesn't have you that high it's almost two hundred fifty of it's guaranteed so that you can sit out it's
0: honestly it's insane i I cannot imagine advice? anyone giving him that much guaranteed money. It's absolutely absurd,
1: even if he wasn't getting hurt. And I don't even care if you cause injuries fluke. The fact is, he's hurt. He misses a lot of games. He's not tough. Pat Mahomes will go out and play all day long, have a forty yard run on an ankle that's so wrapped up it looks like he's wearing a cast.
0: I just watched it in the Super Bowl. Just yeah. watched it.
1: Right. So, but you can't even you can't even let not play. You don't even travel with your team to do it. it it's just well, crazy. Because- he can't throw. So on top of it, you got this team he wants to go to that you wanted to give give him three hundred million bucks, two fifty guaranteed. Lose the two number ones, and then on top of it, you have to change your whole offense to an RPO style for a guy who can't really throw as well as I hoped he'd be able to by now. So you you have to re you have to change the whole thing. I'm going to a- You're
0: a Ravens fan and have been a Lamar Jackson fan until now um but i feel like you and us are the only people that really talk about the fact that he didn't show up to a game when he could have everyone you know oh yeah he gets hurt and you know his playing style is dangerous and this and that the dude didn't show up to a game that i i think that speaks volumes as to who he is not just as a player as a human being yep and listen, we, we're, we've, I've talked about this a thousand times and I'm going to talk about it more every time we go through draft prospects. Like your mental makeup and who you are as a person is the number one thing that matters. We talked about it right before we got on. We got on the Jalen Hurts train for some reason. I don't even know how we got there. But the number one thing is your mental makeup and who you are as a human. And if you don't show up to a game, that speaks volumes as to who you are. And dude, man, Lamar Jackson, you ain't it, bro. You're not getting that check, that no. check that you want. He
1: he came out after Arthur Blank said, you know, we don't want to bring in a guy with this guaranteed money who keeps getting hurt. That that goes into factoring things. Of course it does. So then, of course, L. comes out the next morning, proclaiming, you know, who who are you talking about being hurt and all this junk. Okay. Yeah, or I I didn't want to go put my team in a bad position without a hundred percent PCL. Well, you don't really need a hundred percent PCL to be there for your team. And you certainly don't need it to stand on the sideline and cheer on your teammates. You just don't, right? You don't need it. You could be sitting there, okay. If it's that bad, sit in a wheelchair. Have a couple guys carry you out, put you in your throne that you think you belong in. I've seen guys do that. You know, and you know who those guys are? They're like the special teams guys. Yeah.
0: they're the guys on the bench that tore their ACL in practice. You know what I mean? But they're still out there yeah. with their boys.
1: You see, guy after guy on the sideline. I mean, there's more guys on the sideline than there are players. And you know, they're players. They're big, bulky, muscular-looking dudes, just in like the team shorts, team polo. They're all on the team. They're supporting their team because they want to be. They're nobodies as far as the NFL goes. Sure. I I, I just I can't get behind anything he does. Like I said every time. He he tweets something or says something. He just he digs a deeper hole. It's obviously nobody's giving him anything. Even after the draft, I don't see anybody all of a sudden throwing out all these picks and all this money to him so that they can change their offense for a guy who plays 11 games a season.
0: Preview, on a previous show, I had said that what the Colts should do is at four, they should draft whoever they want, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, whoever they want and then immediately give Lamar Jackson a contract offer so that they don't lose their fourth overall pick this year, but it'll be two first-round picks in the future. Uh, I'm off of that. I don't think they should do that at all. I don't think Lamar Jackson should be on their team. Can I tell you what I think they should do?
1: I think we've discussed this before already, haven't we? Yes.
0: off Off-air, right? I think they should give, as soon as they make their fourth overall pick, uh, or
1: or trade back,
0: be fine That's with me. That's what
1: they should do. if They're going to do the thing we're talking about.
0: Or we get Shane Steichen, their new uh, head coach, on the horn, call mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan say, look, I got pick 36. I'll give that to you. You send me Trey Lance. Yep. You already got Brock Purdy, who you want to be the starting quarterback. Even if he's not ready, you got Sam Darnold, who's going to be the number two quarterback anyway even it, you know, regardless of the Trey Lance situation, if Brock Purdy comes back, Lance is going to three. He's not going to be the backup because it's going to be a different offense if he's yeah. running it. Purdy runs an offense, the offense that works best for your team, the Jimmy Garoppolo offense, right? Sam Darnold is more equipped to run that same offense. Trey Lance is your third string guy. So listen, I know you spent the third overall pick for him two years ago, whatever it was, I guarantee you, I don't want to guarantee. I almost guarantee you, if the Colts said, I'll give you pick 36 for it, they would do it, and then guess what? Shane Steichen's got his new Jalen Hurts. Hey, Trey Lance is not Jalen Hurts. Got but, that right. but, hey, we can try, right? We can yeah. try, and it's worth it. You got Gardner Minshew there, which we mentioned last last episode, that Gardner Mitchell can run that offense. He just ran it for Shane in Philly. He So you got Gardner Mitchell can run it for a whole year if you need it. Maybe you just need it for six games. Maybe Lance picks it up. I don't know. But you have no need for Lance in San Francisco, and it's a perfect fit for Shane Steichen and what he did with Jalen Hurts.
1: So you may remember about a month ago I when we were talking off air, I said that Lance needs to go. That yes. Why not get something for him now before he actually plays and proves that he's not as good as some people want to believe. He still has draft value, even though he's been hurt. He he has value. You could get something back for him. Why not? Another thing we talked about, the Niners don't need him. We, we, we were joking the other day how in the in the Conference championship game they had zero quarterbacks. Next <laughs> thing you know, they have four. Got rid four. of Garoppolo. He's going now, and now we'll get rid of Lance. You don't need him because he can't, he's not going to run the same offense. Whereas Darnold can, there's no way they're going to keep all three of them. So why not get rid of him now so you can get something in the draft? Because right now, he still has a little bit of buzz. If he sits on your bench as your number three guy all year and never takes a snap, you'll be lucky to get a fifth rounder for him next year. Dude, that's so,
0: 36. Right. Yes. Yeah, just, yes.
1: Just get rid of him now. Why he still has some buzz. He didn't play bad the few games he got to play. He just wasn't sensational. But man, yeah, the, the not I I can't imagine that they're not going to do something cuz they like to make trades like they're drinking water, breathing air. So it, it seems crazy to me that they're going to keep all three of them or dump they one of them for nothing.
0: I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, if you're going to go out and you know, trade the farm. They lost they, they so many draft picks. Getting you know Christian McCaffrey and all that stuff, making this run. You have no need for Trey Lance. None, zero. None. Get re- Get something. You get yourself a second round pick. Listen, the Niners draft well. If if nothing else, they draft well.
1: And it's funny. And some, something. And something we talked about pick. the other day. They right now are one of I think two teams who don't have a single pick in the top hundred picks.
0: This they would have the them most that.
1: picks in the draft but none in the top hundred. So why not do this? All of a sudden we've got a a pick maybe in the thirties, maybe low forties to do something beneficial to the team instead of a guy holding the clipboard of the guy holding the clipboard. And you got, you got a, you got a couple
0: options here. One of them is you get a guy that may be a first round guy that, that slips a little bit and you get him in the second round or guess what? What if you trade back a bit? What if you trade back 15 picks and pick up another third or another fourth round pick? Now we're doing something right now. We're collecting not that they necessarily need it. Their roster is ready to go right now.
1: You better believe it, man. The Or we take that number 36, say pick and take two of these compensatory picks. We've had bunch them together to move up to number 18. And now we can pick up impact player to go along with all the rest of these People were getting, going to get
0: lots of. Because options, we talked bet.
1: the other day, it was about it's either three or four years ago. Up until then, you couldn't trade compensatory picks. If you got one in the third round, fourth round, fifth round, you had to take it. You're obligated to take it there. Could not trade it. Could not make it part of a package. Anything. You had to pick it. But now you can move them. You can package them the same as any other pick and move up in the. That's it. Because some of these teams just are looking for depth. Why not? Why not package some of that together and move up higher in a draft? along with Lance, man, why not? Why not get into the top 20?
0: Because it makes too much sense.
1: Well, well said. But yeah, the Niners, though, tend to make deals, I think, that make more sense than other teams. They might be a little crazy and convoluted at times, but they seem to always be trying to bring in somebody that's going to make an impact, as opposed to just trading for the sake of trading, which a I'll lot of that. teams seem to do. I will definitely buy that. always has there's always wheels turning always it's a it sounds crazy but there's a reason there's a reason there there's his reasons sometimes don't seem to make sense but they're at least a reason everything sure. he does is calculated it's not just let's just do this
0: Yes, sir you ready to get these draft pick uh these prospects broken down
1: yeah let, let, let's get after it homeboy
0: all right so before we do I want to I the the class the 2023 draft class as a whole it's bothersome there's no Aiden Hutchinson there's no Sauce Gardner there's no Ikiyakuwa there's no Evan Neal Charles Cross there's no Jamar Chase it was this one was tough for me because there are very few top of the line absolute can't miss players and i kept watching i kept watching the film on all these guys over and over again and i was waiting to be blown away and i wasn't and i i got to a and i brought this up to you i think probably more than once I, i didn't know how many guys that i should even look at film should i look at 40 guys because there's only that many guys worth going in the first round Not even that many, actually. Or should I look at 90 guys? Because who the hell knows who's going to go in the first round because of how thin the talent is? Did you Do you feel the same way?
1: I felt like, really, Carter's the only guy I think that could have been this, right from the start, this big difference maker in a league. But he's going to be lucky to go in the top 10 now. Uh, Other than that, no, I've been telling it for for the last like two months how boring this whole group is. Like last year going to the draft, man, I was pumped. It was just chock full of talent at so many positions, knowing that there might be like nine receivers going the first round. It was in the quarterback. Everything was just – you just didn't know what was going on. And the draft itself ended up crazy. Like things happened we weren't expecting – this is so just many traits, like right? Anything that happens, there's like I said, there's only really one thing that I want to see happen. Other than that, it's just like, okay, he got picked. He got picked. I know it's sort of a crappy way to look at it, but maybe, maybe that's the problem. We're looking at it comparing it to last year where it was just this endless NFL ready players. And maybe we're being too hard on these guys because last year's class was just sick. Sick. Well, I think
0: COVID screwed it. everything up because I think. I think this is going to be the last year where people were like screwed up with COVID. Next year is going to be back to normal, I think. And we're going to see um, better talent coming out. It's just people weren't all screwed up and all that weird business that happened. So for the QBs, for me, there's two guys that have a floor and there are two guys that have a ceiling. The problem is the guys with the ceiling have zero floor. Literally, they could end up being no one, like like me and you, as far as the NFL goes.
1: Speak for yourself. Uh,
0: <laughs> so, uh, for me, I got C.J. Stroud as my number one quarterback. Okay, Ohio State, 6'3", 214 pounds. For me, it's not even close to Bryce Young, who's my number two. If I am taking a quarterback at one, which the Carolina Panthers are, and it's very interesting because you disagree with this, and I love it, but he has, of the guys coming out this year, all the tools that you want an NFL quarterback to have. He has the size. He has accuracy, anticipation, um, and I think that's going to help him thrive. He's big. He's strong. He's not huge, but he's big enough. He's big. What's that?
1: He's big. Yeah, he's got he's not, nice mobility. He's not a big band. He's not that type size, but he's a big dude. Right.
0: right. 6'3", 215-ish. We're yeah. good. He's got nice mobility in the pocket. He's always looking downfield. Um, his his delivery and his release is interesting because you, people, you hear people say, like, ah, he's throwing darts out there. This dude actually – he literally looks like he's throwing darts when he's throwing a football. It's kind of something I haven't really seen with anybody else. Uh, he – the biggest game of his life uh, was against Georgia in the college football playoffs, and he played probably the best game he's ever played in his career. So he can do it on the big stage. People were always like, oh, I don't know if he's mobile enough. I don't know what – he showed it in that game. Jalen Carter's running in his face. Uh, Nolan Smith's you know, coming off the edge. He's able to dodge those guys, move around, and make it happen. He can get to his second read which quarterbacks of the past could not do, like Justin Fields from Ohio State, could not make that happen. He can do that. A big thing for me is he doesn't hesitate to throw it to a guy who's open underneath. He drops back, he's looking deep, not open. His, his outlet goes across his face underneath. Boom, he will hit You know, a guy we're going to talk about earlier that's coming across the middle. Too many quarterbacks like Will Levis aren't too willing to do that to take that guaranteed chain-moving um, completion. Uh, he's got a nice touch on the ball. I love this guy, man. He had the best throwing session, and I know you hate the combine, but he had the best throwing session of the combine that I personally have ever seen, and he had almost 70, 70% completion percentage in his senior year.
1: Okay, so yeah, he's the guy I would say is the most as far as overall skill set, knowledge, uh, is the guy most NFL-ready right now. I'll completely give you that. How good he's going to be, I don't know. It's interesting, one thing you brought up is, before the show, for you to believe in something, you need to see it more than once. The dude, essentially, a college was a statue. It was like Big Ben in his late years. For one game, and boy, it was a beaut. He took off constantly, and it was awesome. And he didn't hesitate, and he had some long runs, and he was running strong, but he did it once. Uh, I, I Like, one of the numbers I saw here it, it, last year, he had a quarterback rating of only 76, when under any pressure at all. He just – he really struggled. So, you put him – you could say this to any player, but you put him in the right offense that somebody has a great O line, and I'll be honest, I didn't look up how PFF graded Carolina's O line last year. If you want to do that real quick. But if this guy's running for his life, he's in that team's going to be in trouble. I, I really don't see him being a all of a sudden changing and becoming every game like that Georgia game.
0: He had 30 less career rushing yards than Bryce Young. And okay. people were like they're all on Bryce Young. Oh, he's mobile, he can move around. He had 30 less rushing yards in this. Yeah, but I don't
1: love Bryce Young either. <laughs> you, you want to go into him right now? <laughs> My problem with him is, I don't know how to say. He just doesn't ever seem, and I know he did sometimes, but he doesn't seem to super shine when it matters the most. It's Alabama. You're loaded with talent. But he runs into a couple decent teams. Next thing you know, he loses. He's only 5'11". Again, I don't think he's going to be horrible. I don't think anybody that drafts either one of these guys is just getting some bum who's going to be out of the league in four years. I don't think that. But I don't think either one of them was anywhere near worth what they traded to get to number one. Just not even close. But I
0: I absolutely agree.
1: It, it just, it just, it's just just, not there. Um, but I think they'll both be solid guys. I, I just don't see either one of them really being this guy that's leading a team to the Super Bowl. I don't see that happening. I could see either one of them being a backup in three years. I mean, where, where are they going to go? You know, and what what's around them? How It'll be interesting how these things go, these draft picks of if somebody does what I hope they do and then see where these guys drop down to a little bit and the teams that they end up with. Because they could end up on a team where they're expected to start day one. I mean, I I don't know that that's going to be a great idea.
0: We've seen it so many times. It's just not. These two, Stroud and Young, are going to go to a team that expects them to start day one. And for Young, the biggest issue with him coming out was that, I mean, they were listing him anywhere from 185 to 205 pounds. And he, he ended up going to the combine and he weighed 204. Yeah. Listen, yep. listen, dude. If I if I personally need to gain ten pounds in a couple of days, I can do it. You give me a couple of Golden Corral gift cards, buddy. I can put on some fake weight, right? Yeah. And I'm I worry that that's what happened because guess what? He didn't go out and throw in the combine. And I talked about this before. And yeah. I listened to um, you know, a buddy of mine, Matt Miller. He's a analyst for ESPN, a draft analyst, and he was at the combine where Bryce Young did not participate. And he said he just happened to look up and see Bryce Young walking next to Anthony Richardson. And he he said, I think his quote, and I'm doing my best here, was it looked like a dad walking his son to to like a baseball game. Yeah, it's
1: like Dr. Evil in in, in, his (laughs) mini-me.
0: Yes. One billion dollars. Now, don't get me wrong. Bryce Young can play some football. He's a great playmaker. He got the Heisman Trophy in 2021. He's got vision. He's got anticipation. He's active in the pocket. He's elusive. He is the, quote, Patrick Mahomes of the bunch. He can ad-lib, whereas C.J. Stroud's your pocket passer. He's he's the Tom Brady. He's not ad-libbing a whole lot, right? No. He's going to make it happen from where he is. There are glimpses of incredible accuracy with Bryce Young. But this, for me, he misses a little too often. And I got I got more on that here in a little bit. I actually posted on the Facebook page right before we got on here. Oh, yes. Yeah, so um, I noticed he could be a little lazy in his drop back at times. I don't know how important that is, but his footwork was – it varied on his drop backs. It's the
1: same reason as it's important in tennis. And I tell my kid, just a quick correlation there. Right. Please, yes. Because he played for Alabama, and granted, you're still playing the SEC, but you still get a lot of cupcakes, especially their – non-conference games, it breeds laziness because you can. so The you problem is when you play Georgia, you can't just flip a freaking switch and all of a sudden be light on your feet and ready to go. It just doesn't work that way.
0: Did you notice that too? Yes. Okay. I have not heard – I'm so glad you said this. I have not heard a single human being say anything about that and the fact that i saw it and you saw it and folks listen you can only take our word for this i swear we have not talked about this previously but you notice the laziness in his drop back at times
1: because he can awesome not because he's lazy but because he can when you're crushing people 63 to 3 it breeds laziness so my tennis players who are beasts they play these kids around here who are awful. They crushed him. The problem is then they go to regionals and they play stiff competition. I can't flip a switch. And all of a sudden, have you split stepping? Have you moving with purpose to the ball? Next thing you know, you lose to somebody you shouldn't have because you played him as though they were a nobody. Okay,
0: great. Um, Another thing for him, they were a ton of screens and short passes in the offense. Bryce Young's yards per attempt were almost a full yard behind C.J. Stroud. And I wish I could find air yards per target for C.J. Stroud because it had to have been so much lower than every other quarterback. So, that we're So gonna to talk build
1: about. on what you're saying, the biggest knock a lot of people have is that he's 5'10".
0: What? No, 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 not 5'10", to like 190. It's usually the weight more than the height.
1: I know, but but I'm just saying, as far as the height, this has been a knock that he wants to turn 5'10". What sure. is the one, potentially, pretty much the one and only pass where your height doesn't necessarily matter?
0: Boy, those screen passes are pretty good.
1: Nobody over there to throw or look over. It's true. It's the absolute That's... truth. When you look at the, the route tree of a lot of things he throws, it's all these short things where it doesn't matter that he doesn't have to see over the six, seven guys in front of him.
0: So what are all these guys on the NFL network and ESPN? What are they seeing?
1: He plays for Alabama.
0: I don't care.
1: I, I don't, care sometimes.
0: I care sometimes, but
1: not this time. But they do. They don't care. The, Alabama's considered the NFL of of the NCAA, even though they didn't win the title. Uh, well, they didn't even make the final. They didn't even make the playoff. Um, I, I don't know, dude. It, it, that, okay. that goes a long ways. Alabama, it goes a long ways.
0: Will Levis, not my guy. He's no, a monster. I'm fond of him. He's six four. He's two thirty. He's jacked. You sent me a text during the you you watched three minutes of the combine and you sent if me that. a text. And you, <laughs> you, yeah, you're like, dude. Will, Will Levis hasn't missed a weight room session. he no, looks like Has a freaking bodybuilder. <laughs> No kidding. Dude, super strong arm. He's got really high highs. He's got really low lows. he got 23 picks in two seasons. He's as probably the most armed talent of anyone in this draft. He can thread the needle at times. The problem is it's just not very often. I did see him look some, some defensive backs off on occasion. He's got good play fakes, which is kind of like a weird thing to talk about, but – Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys that sticks out in my mind. There's great play fakes. You, you know, you do some play action. You know, make teams buy it.
1: He, he doesn't can do just that. make teams buy it. He makes the cameraman buy it. Right? <laughs> You're some dude in the end zone. Yes. Meanwhile, Rodgers back there at the ball resting on his butt cheek.
0: Right. Yeah. The problem with – what and, and Levis has a few, but he, he makes poor decisions way too often. He throws off his back foot a lot. Again, Aaron Rodgers. He does that, but guess what? Will Levis isn't Aaron Rodgers. Levis is going to need some serious coaching and he's going to need some weapons. Uh, everyone people talk, well, you know, he needs some coaching. And then all of a sudden he loses Wandale Robinson, his number one receiver last year. Well, he need what well, he lost his biggest weapon. All oh, right. He's going to go to a team probably that might not have a weapon, that might not have this great coaching that you're looking for. So don't draft him high in the draft because you need – if you know you need those things for him to be successful, what are we talking about? Why are we mocking him to teams that don't have a great coach, that don't have weapons for him to throw to? It's blowing my mind. He has zero pocket awareness. This dude got rushed constantly in his collegiate career. Yeah, he he's not accurate short – He he's not accurate downfield. He – I loved watching the combine for him, and I know you don't like the combine, but when he was throwing to his left, dude, he did not open his hips at all. He is so tight trying to throw across his body. This guy is such a project. All of that being said, and this is what people miss, because Bryce Young is so great, and this is my point, and he's so accurate, and we love Bryce Young. Bryce Young's career completion percentage was 66%. Will Levis, 65%.
1: And they play all the same teams. All the same teams. Yet Bryce Young is surrounded by an NFL team. And the best, the guy that would be going number one in this draft. Oh, no, he plays in a higher State. Sorry, I got I got too many teams going through my heads right now. Martin Harrison Jr., he'd be going number one in this draft if he was coming out. Maybe. But but nonetheless, Kentucky, no line, no, no anything. And you see that. So that's why I don't understand why you're so down, just because you watched him throw at the combine. he What he is, I'll tell you what he is, he's a victim of his own cannon. He's gotten lazy with footwork, lazy with everything the way he throws, because he can. But in the NFL, we can't, because you got sauce on the other side, just ready for that crap. You throw that crap to him, bye-bye. You need the extra four miles an hour you get from that hip rotation. So you're right. So let's send him to Indy. Couple decent receivers. Let's let him play behind the, the stash for a year. Let him learn. Let him chuck it. the ball seventy yards down the field. Send him somewhere favorite, that Kevin. like he has at least a at least a Pittman to throw to. Somebody along his lines and he can sit for a year. Stash can run the offense for a year. You said it yourself. I did.
0: I know. But listen. I want nothing to do with these guys that need a ton of coaching and need help. They are not successful.
1: Well, that that I, may be, but we got to be realists here. He's going in the top seven players. So you need so. to pick a team that you think he might go, that might actually get him and that he could eventually be useful. People said all the same things about Josh Allen when he came out. Now every one of them wishes they could go back to that draft and take him.
0: We're going to get there. We're going to get there. And and all of those, te- most of those teams, probably all of those teams would have been wrong. And I'll tell you why. After you, Jesus, bring up our next quarterback, you're a, sir. You're a
1: freaking mess. So, bring
0: up our next quarterback. If
1: I'm trading everything Carolina did, and they brought in a couple pieces, all of them past their prime now, but some pieces now, since they're the Here last we couple go. weeks, if you're trading the farm... Basically, your your whole future. Do I just want to take a guy who's going to be a decent NFL quarterback, maybe carrying the clipboard? Do I want to go huge risk, huge reward? I'm going huge risk, huge reward in this. There is no Trevor Lawrence. There is no no-brainer. So I want the guy that could be the future of my team. And I'm taking Anthony Richardson every time, oh number one. Oh, my gosh.
0: That is absolutely insane.
1: Every single time. Why every time numbers off the charts 6'4, 244 still runs a 4'4? Four, four, He's, so He's so big, dude. He is enormous. And I've told He's I've said so on the show big. before, my only worry is his, his body too heavy, too big for his speed. That's We've seen my, it a that's lot. My, my, my friend. only worry. That's my only worry. But dude, you he has some limited experience. He has this, that, but I watched him throw. He throws a nice ball. He looks good. He could be a freaking monster. He could be the best dual-threat quarterback in the league. Better than Hurts. Better than El who even plays anymore. Better than Josh Allen. I'm not saying he will be. I agree also he could completely crash and burn. But I don't think that. People thought the same about camp. People thought the same about all these guys that come out that, oh, that's not made for the NFL. He needs too much work. Well, guess what? Maybe it won't take much work. Maybe he'll go over there and dominate. He has the highest ceiling of anybody in this draft. And if I'm trading away my whole future and my my best player, I'm going after the reward along with the risk, as opposed to some guy that might be decent.
0: After this draft, I am going to force you to either get off of your mountaintop or get rid of your safety net. I'm going to let you see where he gets drafted because you can't come on here and say he's he could be the greatest quarterback of all time. That, yeah, I never said could, that. Or he
1: could yeah. crash and burn. But I didn't say that.
0: Okay. You said he could be better than Cam Newton, better than – I said than, he could
1: be the best dual threat quarterback in the league potentially. Yes. I'm going better risk Better than Hurts. If I'm training away my whole future and my best player, I want risk-reward. After the draft,
0: I'm going to make you – choose whether he is going to be the best dual quarterback in the league or crash and burn
1: okay fair enough because it's going to depend partially where he goes
0: now on your behalf he is a highlight reel waiting to happen this guy i mean he's a running back he is i think he's michael vick and jalen hurts put together because hurts is a little more bulky he's michael vick, vick was,
1: and mike Alstott put together
0: okay so you know what? <laughs> I'll take it. Yes, I'll take it. He's enormous. He, this, guy's, this guy's almost two hundred and fifty pounds, uh, and ran a four-four-three. And he's Un- not a
1: big two-fit. He's not like a Big Ben. Like he was just a what? sort of a doughy. He's a freaking
0: he ripped up. Yeah, he he's ripped. A frightening up. looking Unreal. individual. And if you watch him throw, he's got decent pocket awareness. Give you that. His footwork isn't terrible. He he's got a. A base, something to work with. He is a pass-first, run-second, which I was very surprised of. I was watching his film, and even though he's so capable at running the ball, he's looking downfield. That's what he's doing. He's trying to throw, and I did not expect to see that. I did. That impressed me a bit. Very raw as a throw. He, he only started one year. He missed guys by a mile. He missed guys at the Combine by a mile. He missed guys in his pro day. People are doing these comps. Oh, my comp is uh, Cam Newton. My comp is Michael Vick. But his comp should be Malik Willis. Granted, he's bigger than Malik Willis for sure. But Malik Willis went in the third round. Who had more passing yards? Malik Willis. More yards per attempt? Malik Willis. Well, it was a t- 10 more passing touchdowns, more rushing yards. And he had more rushing touchdowns.
1: But Malik Willis played for Liberty.
0: Uh, yes. Anthony You're Richardson right. plays in the SEC. Yes. I am so glad because in quotes, I say, well, Richardson played in the SEC. I have it in quotes in my notes. It's the truth. You can't just not factor 100%. that in. But he played poorly. He barely completed it. 50% of his passes.
1: It's not pretty on that, that aspect. I agree.
0: <laughs> no, he barely completed half of his passes. I know he dominated the combine, whatever. I have seen CJ Stroud and Bryce Young do well against good defenses. I haven't seen Richards Newt. Everyone's going to tell you, oh, look at the Utah tape for Anthony Richardson. Utah was their first game. He had all summer to prepare for Utah. You know what defense they are going to run. All summer after that, downhill. Here's my here's here's my thing. Him and Levis, they need way too much coaching to go in the top ten picks. Think about our successful quarterbacks in the NFL. Trevor Lawrence, he need a lot of coaching. Nope. Andrew Luck. Nope. Any either of the Mannings, honestly, even Eli Manning, no, they don't need that much coaching. Josh Allen, he needs some coaching. Great. He got Brian Dable who just ended up as Tom the Brady, NFL. Brady,
1: Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy.
0: They didn't need – Purdy? Hold on, Purdy, I'll give you. But I think Purdy ended up in the perfect situation, which both of us will agree the situation you go to is probably the most important thing. 100%. Right. hundred percent. Hurts, I don't think, needed that much coaching. He came from – his dad is a coach. He dominated college football for multiple years, Right? He didn't need that much coaching. He just needed the opportunity. And he's got the mental makeup. I'm not sure. Richardson, I don't know. Richardson. He's they said he did great interviews. I don't know. Josh Allen had a, an amazing coach and they got him Stefan Diggs. I don't know what kind of targets and or I'm sorry, what like what kind of um who's Richardson gonna throw to? He doesn't have DJ Moore anymore if he goes to Carolina DJ like
1: Shark. Adam Thielen, who's the other one they got? No, I'm not saying that. So I said at the that's, beginning of this, they brought in some talent that's past their prime, but at least he has somebody to throw to besides Terrence Marshall.
0: The one guy, and this is my last point, the one guy who's been drafted recently who's a phenomenal quarterback in the NFL that actually needed coaching was Patrick Mahomes. But guess what? He got Andy Reid, yeah. literally one of the greatest NFL coaches of all time. Anthony Richardson is not going to get that.
1: I think the best thing to happen to Pat Mahomes though wasn't even Andy Reid; it was Alex Smith.
0: That's Maybe. what made him.
1: He learned how to be a professional. Maybe. He learned how what you have to do to become great, not good, but you have to become great. Um, Maybe. So you're right. This is this is so much predicated on where he goes. Is he going to get to sit a year, or is it going to be like Josh Allen, where they pretend he's going to sit? He ends up playing anyway, and by year two. He's almost benched. Now he's the guy that almost anybody in the league wants, except they take him. He what third, maybe fourth in the league now. Not fantasy. Just your four guys are what Mahomes, Hurts, Burrow, and Allen, and then you probably put uh, Justin Herbert number five. You think they're probably, probably the top five guys, right? So I agree. That's why I'm saying risk reward. If This trade hadn't been made. For one, I wouldn't have him at one. I have him at one because you risked everything. Why stop now? You risked the whole future of your franchise. Why stop now? Bring in a guy that by himself could completely turn your franchise around. Make people want to play there. You play in a horrible uh, uh, division. So he has a little wiggle room. Not a lot. It's still the NFL. We know in the NFL, anybody can beat anybody any day. So if the trade hadn't been made, I would probably have Bryce Young first, even though he's a midget. Sorry, small person, little person, short person. you okay? the worst. But because of the trade, I'm going Richardson all day long. If he crashes and burns, so be it. That's what you get for trading away the farm to move up to get number one in a draft that doesn't have a true number one, who you said it yourself. Yes. Agreed. Okay.
0: Do you have any quarterbacks outside of those four that you like? Maybe some late round guys or something?
1: Well, there's a guy we talked about beforehand here, Mr. Hendon Hooker, that I think could be the best of all these guys. Every quarterback in this draft, I think, could be eventually the best. But we also talked as a as a again, an SEC guy, but as a rookie quarterback, you're already behind the eight ball going to the NFL. A rookie who barely got well, actually played a lot last year, but towards ACL. It might not even be ready completely at the start of training camp. You're even farther behind. So you draft him. You pretty much are red shirting him. Yeah. You you almost have to.
0: But see, that's great because He he can get right. But he can get red shirted to a team that might be ready to win now if they had a quarterback. So let's say what if the Buccaneers get him in the second round or even the third round? I mean, that's a that's a great fit. They don't have a guy ready. Baker Mayfield. Sure. You can, you, you can, you can take it for now, but when hitting hookers ready, imagine those weapons he's got there in, in Tampa Bay or when you're, his injury is going to force him to go in the second, third, fourth round. Oh, that sucks for him, but it might be great for him because it gives every team in the league an opportunity to draft him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are probably going to get drafted higher than they should because teams need a quarterback and they're going to take them when they shouldn't.
1: Because you have to. It's a quarterback driven league now, and you, you have to take that chance.
0: I got a guy for you. Jake Hayner from Fresno State. It's not going to, you know, blow you away with his physicals. Six foot two oh seven. He's very smooth, very fluid footwork. He might have some of the best feet I've seen in the whole class and I'm watching him and I'm like, man, I really like this guy. I watch his film. I watch him at the combine and then I listen to Daniel Jeremiah who is one of my favorite guys to listen to on NFL Network or his podcast Move the Sticks. And he called him, he Jeremiah said this is my Brock Purdy for this year. And I'm like, "Hey, you know what? I'll take that. Now I don't think he I don't Haner's going to go before the 7th round. He's he, he's better than that. But to you know he could be a guy that steps in and you know picks up an offense very quickly and can lead a team. I like Jake Hayner a lot. So if you're out there listening and and you want a QB that not everybody's talking about, check out Jake Hayner.
1: Yeah, he's definitely not. I watched his film. He looks like a good guy that's going to be from his film and and then things I read about him. He looks like he's going to be a really solid backup for a lot of years. But those Probably. are the same guys that yes. they get a chance sometimes. Brock Purdy just clicks and and they end up being a good quality starter is he a guy that either one of us probably thinks is ever going to be a top 10 quarterback I I know I don't think that I don't know if you I don't know if you'd go that far not a chance guy that could go I'll tell you what just quickly back back to you know where I I was actually thinking this thing where I would love to see him go Denver let him sit there for two years till they're finally fed up with Russ let his huge contract go away and and learn under Sean Payton and keep those receivers and Javante Williams. Hopefully, he comes back strong and by midseason. And in two years, this guy could be a player. The I'm problem saying, is they went out. Who better to learn under than, than than Sean Payton and Russ and yes, Westings.
0: but but that's sort of like a clash here because Sean Payton has been a Drew Brees guy. Russell Russell Wilson is not a Drew Brees type quarterback. However, they went out and they got Jared Stidham. To be the backup, that is a Drew Brees type quarterback. Heading hooker is more Russell Wilson than he is Drew Brees.
1: Yeah, but That's maybe, the only he thing can, I'll, maybe he could change that. a little with Sean Payne. I'm just telling you, from a weapon standpoint, knowing for a fact you're going to sit for at least two years. Yeah, I just thought that that would be a good fit. But Tanner McKee is another guy. If he can get a good offensive line, could, yeah, he could be a good guy right off the bat he's very nfl ready he looks great needs weapons stanford was awful he basically ran for his life all season but he's a guy that i think if he'd have been playing for a much better college team we'd be talking about him going in the first round but he's not going to he's going to slip to the second or third probably late second early third somebody will take a chance on him but uh again a guy who's round, high, start, just a great clipboard carrier but under the right tutelage and the right weapons Could be, could be a guy.
0: All right, sir. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Oh, sorry.
1: We can't just pretend Stetson Bennett doesn't exist. Okay.
0: I don't know where Stetson Bennett's going to go. I don't actually care. I don't think he's going to start anywhere. He's going to go, and if he does, it'll be by accident. Right. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Somebody has to take him because he's just one too much. Oh, someone
0: will definitely take him. And it's going to be now. So all the Georgia fans come. That for
1: some reason. He's going to end up starting some games next year.
0: I hope Atlanta drafts him in late.
1: Why not? Why not? It's better than anything right. they have now.
0: That's right. If nothing else, he'll bring fans to the stands. They have, Ste- uh, they have Georgia, Stetson, Bennett jerseys.
1: He's every bit as good as anything they have now. And once again, I know yeah. you don't believe me, but I was looking at some depth charts on a couple different sites today, and two of them still have Henneke as number one.
0: Silly. That's silly. All right, so for From me, the same- wide receivers – in this class, I think it just depends on what you want. If you want size, you got to go Quentin Johnson. If you want experience, you got to go Jordan Addison. If you want speed, you got to go Jalen Hyatt. It, it, Hyatt. it just depends on what you want. For me, my number one receiver in this draft, I want Jackson Smith and Jigba. You knew what I talked earlier. These are the smallest <laughs> receivers, maybe of all time coming out. It, it's Quentin bizarre. Johnson's it's bizarre Johnson's, how he, they are. I know he's the only guy over six one, and besides six one, I'm not sure there's too many guys over six foot at all. But JSN, as we'll call him for short, he missed a lot of this past year with a hamstring injury. I think what he played two or three games it wasn't a lot. But as a sophomore, he caught 95 passes for almost 1600 yards and nine touchdowns. That was with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave on the same team. Yeah. He was the number one guy. He is a great route runner. He's got good ball skills. Um, he is good at routes, breaking back to the line of scrimmage. So you give him little hooks, come back. I mean, he's going to be your chain moving guy. He's not going to be Jamar chase where I talked about that. He's not even going to be Justin Jefferson, but he this guy j- rips Amon Ross St Brown for me.
1: he does yeah, I was watching him,
0: and I, dude I just every I just looked at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, like his route tree he's uh, just he's a he even blocking he's willing to engage defensive backs when he's blocking. I'm just this guy has got amon Ross St Brown written all over him. and you and I both love that dude. we love him coming out. Well, we love I, think him even I love more. him more than you. We love him even more in the NFL. He is very, very quick. He co- the, the combine drills he did, he did all that change of direction stuff. He dominated it. And he ran like a four, five ish 40 at his pro day. It's fine. Not real explosive off the line, but guess what? I, I don't know how much that matters. Doesn't need to be in he, the slot. Right, right. This guy, I think, is going to be a very, very good, not great, Not all pro, very good wide receiver for a while.
1: Can we, for the record, remind folks that a certain person on this very podcast scoffed at me last season when I put Amon Ra in my top five receivers. I was scoffed at thoroughly, thoroughly.
0: It was me. I was scoffing.
1: It was you. You you are a a scofflaw. (laughs) As much as I loved
0: it. As much as I loved him, I did not anticipate him. I thought he would be a better real football player than fantasy.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So we were talking before the show that about a touchdown JSN had against uh Nebraska, where it was like Lin Swan stuff. His entire body wasn't just out of bounds, but going farther out of bounds, and he somehow took his right Foot and, and I mean, it was like Batman stuff, like jetted it diagonally back into the field of play and, uh, and scored. I mean, they didn't call it, they saw it on replay. It was sickening. The, the, I I think I'd I'd said to you beforehand, him and another guy we'll talk about, Flowers, the way they control their bodies in the air. A lot of these guys are great when they're on the ground or just running some routes. These guys can move in midair as though they're on the ground. It's it's a little freaky. He's got to be a monster. But a quick stat, I know we're doing a lot of time. We might even have to do O-line, throw them in the next week. We'll see. How's that sound? We,
0: uh, yes, we're going to have to, Because we sure. can't
1: just skip over wide receivers here. You're right. Um, it, last year, I don't know if you've seen this stat, our boys, Alave and Wilson, became the first collegiate duo in NFL history to both go for a 1,000 yards in their rookie year. First ever. But if you really look back at the last three years at Ohio State, those two boys are the third and fourth best receivers on the team. (laughs) Because JNFN and Marvin Harrison Jr. are both better than them. Wait, right, you're right. How crazy is that? Those dudes. (laughs)
0: Listen, 2021, they played in a bowl game against Utah. Jackson Smith and Jigba had 15 catches for 347 yards and three touchdowns. No, that's not a typo. I didn't I didn't mis no. say anything. 347 yards and three touchdowns. It, I'm pretty sure that's an all bowl record. It doesn't matter what yeah. bowl you ever played in. It could be the Kevin Reynolds Bobby Wall bowl in, you I'd know, like Albuquerque, New Mexico, but that's the record.
1: Well, so that's just crazy, is it? So the two best receivers on that team aren't the two guys who just broke an NFL record, who set didn't break one set an NFL record. Right. It's just nuts. And look at even Harrison; you could make the case Georgia won won the national championship if he didn't go out the concussion so early in that yeah. chan- in the in the semifinal game because he was dominating yeah. that game until he got his head belt knocked off. And how he caught that ball still to me is, I think I. I, I know. You're completely that's, unconscious that's, yeah. in midair. It was like a lobby. It, yeah, exactly. I like did State. the same thing for the Saints. <laughs> they, catch a ball they get, they're unconscious so before you hit the ground, but that's, still hold on. That's,
0: that's what they do. They teach it in practice. They must. They just knock yeah, you unconscious just, in you the air. You can stick them in
1: all the right places. So he he's actually my number two guy. You mentioned Quinn Johnson. The size, 6'3", 208. He's a guy, four. right? He catches, number one for you? Yeah. He is just because of the size he's going to play everywhere. You said you saw a few plays here. You didn't like, but man, the dude's a human highlight reel makes tough catches. He's open. It seems all the time. He breaks tackles like anybody I've seen here, even better than some of the small guys, you know, the way he can move the way. He can just turn on a dime. He he's a guy I of all these guys. He's the one that I can't imagine not having a very successful, uh, uh NFL career
0: you love him because he's basically George Pickens
1: no I'm fond of George Pickens
0: I do, I know I told you that George I was I was not going to give you that before the show I you you were expressing your love for Quentin Johnson and I said hey I know why you love him I'll tell I, you in a minute in, I don't in a few know minutes. that
1: he's the 100 pure athlete Pickens is but he's he doesn't very, have the hands. very close
0: he doesn't have the hand. Now, as far as athletics go, Quentin Johnson, I think, is the winner. 6'4", 215-ish. He had over a 40-inch vertical and over an 11-foot broad jump. This dude is insane. He is. Almost 19 yards per uh, reception. He comes off the ball really hard, which I love. I watched his 2021 film versus his 2022 film. His route tree really opened up which I like because that shows me that he's he's learning, okay? It's still not where it needs to be. Um, but he does run really hard off the line, and it's tough to see. I don't know when he's running a route or when he's going to block, which is great because um, there's a, a guy we're going to talk about in a little bit that I know exactly when he's going to block and when he's going to run a route. So, you know, you don't want to do that. Um, he's not much of a blocker. He can learn that, you know, he ran outside and in the slot, Quinton Johnson did a little bit. Mostly his slot routes, I think, were um, uh, last year. You had mentioned Jackson Smith and Jigbo with the with the toes and Zay Flowers, body control. Johnson doesn't really have that. He, he lands out of bounds too much on some catches he makes. Or he doesn't make the catches at all. He's really got to work on his hands. He only has six receiving touchdowns this past year. Not sure what that's about. Not sure why on a team that played in the national championship, you know, your leading receiver that had more than six touchdowns. I got some questions here. The size I love, the athleticism I love, the production, that kind of thing, I, I wonder a little bit. So that's, my, that's why he's my three. I got Zay Flowers. We talked about it. Zay. Zay's my number two. Quentin's my number three simply because of those reasons.
1: Okay. Zay's my three. So talk about Zay.
0: Dude, I love him, and I think I have a good comp for you. He's small. He's only 5'9", but he's a little hes a little stout. He's over 180. Crushed the combine, very athletic, 4'4", 240. He's fine. He's probably the best separator in the draft, so you watch him run his routes. He creates more space between him and the defender than probably anybody else, and this dude plays mean. He's angry all of the time. like Kyrie he looks for contact with wide receivers, whether it it might not even be with the ball in his hands, blocking, whatever. He's very explosive off the line. He plays all over the field. He's outside. He's in a slot. His his routes were great. His effort is great. He played on a Boston College team who, who literally had no one. They had no running backs. They had no other wide receivers. The quarterback wasn't even very good. Every team they faced knew the only player they have is Zay Flowers, and he still had seventy-eight catches for over a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns. Here is my comp. You ready? I've heard Elijah Moore, who we already love, but we
1: do. But he still needs to do something in the league other than. How one about game. Steve Smith? I take my that. comp for him. I think is so Steve he's Smith. so he's faster. I think he's faster. Right, than Steve Smith.
0: right. He's a faster Steve Smith, which you have to love.
1: When I watch him play, though, like. I know he doesn't have the cheetah speed. When I watched him play, I thought it looked a lot like watching Tyreek Hill, this little crazy Tasmanian devil with these big freaking arms. One guy, he'll run around. One guy, he'll run past. The next guy, he'll knock over. The one thing I love about Tyreek isn't just the speed and his cut. He doesn't really avoid contact. The dude, he'll, he'll, he'll lay his shoulder into some people now and again. Not always, but that that but you're right he's cuz he's not as fast as him and it's you can't really compare anybody yeah. to Tyreek Hill. He he's like the perfect combination of everything. My only issue is I'm so tired. So very very tired year after year. They keep saying it doesn't matter that he's little. He'll be fine on the Ravens every freaking mock draft <laughs> on earth nine out of 10 19 out of 20 has flowers going to the Ravens so we can get another tiny little receiver that doesn't amount to anything maybe things will be different if l Jacks is going and we can get a real quarterback maybe things will be new different with the new offensive coordinator but please give me somebody'm I'm, I'm not I don't need six six I don't need Randy Moss six five running down the field can't you just at least give me somebody that's like six one it's anything that uh, somebody that's at least taller than me. I, I, I can't do it anymore, man. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Would I love to have this guy on the team? A hundred percent. But please draft me somebody taller. I want, can Anquan Bolton just come out of retirement and come back? He's got to be still better than the crap we're putting out every year. T.O., baby. T.O. <laughs> we talked about this. How would T.O. No. not be an upgrade <laughs> on the trash that's in Baltimore uh. now? A bunch of guys that are five foot eight can run like a cheetah but play three games a year and can't catch. Well here's and here's the deal. Uh, there are many of
0: these draft pundits out there, Daniel Jeremiah included, who I absolutely love. But they have Jordan Addison as our number one receiver. This and, guy God, is
1: I don't even I want know. him in the first round.
0: Do I he's
1: like man, eight for I, me.
0: I, I don't – it's got to be the end of the first round. I certainly don't want him over Zay Flowers. No way. I have a 5'11", 175 maybe, but I bet he's actually smaller than that.
1: And horrible yeah. measurables. I'm telling I know, you, I yes, told you a month he, ago, this guy, yeah. I don't like him at all. You told his me I production.
0: Crazy. His production was awesome. He was the Bolitnikov winner two years ago in Pitt with Kenny Pickett. I mean – in the last two seasons, he caught 159 passes for almost 2,500 yards and 25 scores. Yeah. He's very crafty as a route runner. He's a willing blocker. He lined up all over the place, but again, he's he's very small. Um, when he went with Pitt, when he was better, now granted, he played with Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winners last year in USC because he transferred. He ran a lot more routes from the slot. I thought he looked better in 2021's tape than he did this past year. He did, I'll give him credit, 3.2% drop rate. He doesn't drop anything, but he has to be my wide receiver three, or I need to be a team like Dallas, where I have CeeDee Lamb as my wide receiver one, Brandon Cooks is my wide receiver two, and he is only my slot receiver. I can't have Addison on the outside he,
1: at, at that weight. He's almost uh, yes. relegated. Yes, you can be short and play outside, but if you're that tiny, it's it's tough. And, and we say tiny because the, the dude's a muscular dude. It's just by well, be the angry. standards like Zay
0: Flowers. Be very angry, very
1: little. Oh yeah, Zay Fla- Flowers is sh- two inches shorter and ten pounds heavier.
0: Right. Oh, it's he 10 can take a hit. He's sturdy. He's sturdy. He's yes.
1: built. very good, stout as you called him earlier. Yes. So yeah, Addison, I, I can't put him ahead of like eight. I got like seven guys ahead of him. I can't say uh, he's yeah. not going to have a decent career because he might. But I'm not taking him in the first round. That just seems baffling to me. But you were right. You said it like two weeks ago in here when I was saying how much I don't want him. I don't trust the dude that earlier. Like, but it's going to happen anyway. Well, you're right. It is just like Will Levis is going to go in the top five to seven picks. It doesn't necessarily make sense, but somebody's going to do it because of the risk reward.
0: Another guy we got is Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, six foot, 175. Dude, listen, I am watching him on film and I wrote freakishly, freakishly fast. One of the fastest dude I've ever seen on tape. And I wrote that he absolutely smoked Alabama which he did oh yeah 67 67 catches just shy of 1300 yards 15 touchdowns and he can run other routes besides nine routes he's in pretty good hands one thing that they did in tennessee which was smart they lined him up in the stack position so he lined up behind another receiver so that no one was in his face he could do his thing the dude only ran a four four forty which was very shocking to me. I had this guy as a four, low four three, maybe high four two guy. I can't believe he only ran a four four zero. Oh. He looks incredible on the field,
1: but he's still one of the fastest guys in here. And and, yes. and let's let's put something else into focus here, especially that Alabama game because Hooker had five TDs that game. He did all this with another guy on the field. That's in I guess i imagine both of our top 10 receivers. So he put up these numbers with another guy who's in our top 10. This isn't a dude that was like he was their only weapon. He put up these kind of numbers with a guy almost equal to him on the field with him at the same time. Let me
0: ask you real quick. How do you feel about Josh Downs? Because I know he's a favorite among some of these draft analysts out I watched there. him
1: a little, but he looked so tiny that my dude, thought was, this guy's going to be an awesome punt returner. I do
0: not see it. I don't see it. I have no idea what
1: anyone likes. He, he's I quick. really don't. He, he can really cut on a dime. He really can, but he's too little. Right. The, the problem is when you can turn on a dime, but you're that small, somebody can be a safety there and they just put their arm out. It's going to be enough to maybe knock you off out and knock you over. If you can turn on a dime you're 200, you go straight through that. But these smaller guys, they can't. They they do the turn and they still get tackled. They just get an extra yard have an extra 15. Can he do
0: anything that JSN can do? No. Can you do anything that he can't do? No. He can, can he, he can do anything do that they can't do it as style? well? Right.
1: Right. A can lot he shorter. Do
0: Same with Jordan Addison. He just th- these guys are just. I watch this film and I think, is he doing anything that these other guys can't no. do? Just, no. No. Right.
1: Touchdowns, to Nathaniel right. Dell. They're going to be great punt returners.
0: I got. I got a. I got a late guy for you fifth sixth round probably hopefully um my you know where i got my master's degree wvu baby bryce ford wheaton he's 6'4 he's 221 one of the bigger receivers in the draft he is only the third player to be as tall as he is with the speed and explosion that he has the only two other players to do it in the combine dk metcalf and Tariq woolen At 6'4", 221, he ran a 438 with a 41-inch vertical. He is more than a 9 route guy, not much more. He doesn't have a whole lot in that bag of tricks, Uh, but he's not afraid to get after it when he's blocking. He's just got to learn to catch the ball, which is interesting to say about a wide receiver. But if someone can, can, can get this guy on a hands machine and get him hours and hours and hours on that, he could maybe end up being something, uh, but I like him as a late round flyer.
1: Yeah, since you texted me his name, I, I did look it, look him up, read about him, saw his highlight. He looked good, um, but you're right. This is a guy he's projected to go to about pick 196. He's one of those late. guys that he might end up, that might be what he is, but he's also, guy like said, he might not be a guy who gives you third round talent. Is this a guy I think is going to be a pro bowler? I don't, but he's a no. guy that I think, could put up 900 yards and eight touchdowns six years in a row. He,
0: he's certainly going to be a nice, he could be a nice fade to the corner of the end
1: zone. Absolutely. He's, he's huge. He's big. So I have two that I want to throw out there. Cedric Tillman, who I pray the Ravens take at the end of the second round, early third round somewhere. They won't because he's over five foot 10. So there's no chance that his six three, two 213 pounds, Body's going to get there. The dude watching film makes more tough catches than anybody else I watched. He goes up, you throw him the ball, he catches it. He's Anquan Bolden. You throw the ball, it's getting caught. Except much faster than Bolden. But the guy that I really want, okay, and I know this he's a small guy, but uh, 5'11", 183, so a little bit bigger than some of these other small guys, is Marvin Mims. He looks like a freaking shot out of a cannon mixed with a pinball, mixed with freaking Tasmanian devil out on the field. That catch he had against Texas Tech where he goes up and somehow catches between two of them, sickening. That's who I want. I want him so bad. Not because I want him early. He's projected to go around pick 82, 83. But, man, to get him in the third round. Now we're buying it. Let's add some speed but with a little bit more height. And then also get me somebody tall, and we, we got an offense starting. You said before the show you didn't really look at Mims. Go back and look. Got it. He we'll looks do. great, dude. I'm telling you. I watched him. I'm like, this looks different. Did I looked a, a little
0: bigger. bit of Mims, and I'll definitely go back, and I'll have my report next show.
1: Now, he does all the things those smaller guys did, except he's bigger and can run through that arm tackle. Can go up in between – a safety in a corner and actually catch the ball instead of standing on the ground watching them jump up to get it I, I i don't know i just really like i would that's somebody i'd love to have all right sir
0: let's get out of here we'll do uh we'll do o-lineman next week and uh along with what running backs and uh tight ends how's that sound
1: tight ends your favorite nice
0: of course Thank y'all for listening. Uh, get your bell wrong football podcast. Check us out on Facebook. You know what? I've been doing a little Twitter stuff, man. I've been on the Twitter machine oh, you, just I thought a you little told bit. Me you were, you
1: were, you I were know, waiting out the draft to get back onto there. I know I got, I
0: got, I got drawn back in. I thought, well, let me just check it out. And, and, and sure enough, I got hooked just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, also Spotify and you know, what? we're going to look into some Apple podcasts maybe. So, uh, Kevin's going to check that out for us and see if that's a, an Avenue we could take, but, uh, Thank you all for listening. Hope you'd like to break down on the quarterbacks and wide receivers. We'll be back for more next week. Kevin, thank you, sir.
1: Anthony Richardson, baby.
0: Not a chance. See you in a week.